Hey y'all, welcome to Geeking Out, the podcast about all geeky aspects of software delivery, DevOps, observability, reliability, and everything in between. I'm your host, Adriana Villela, coming to you from Toronto, Canada. Geeking out with me today, I have Edith Puglia. Yeah. And where are you calling from today? Yeah. I am calling from UK, London, UK. Awesome. I, I've had a few people on the show that, that have called in from London. I think you're like the third uh, person from, from London. I had Abby Bangser, uh, who I think was, it was Abby who introduced us, right? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. <laughs> Abby is the ultimate connector of people. So thank you, Abby, for introducing us. Yes, um, I had Abby and then Jennifer Riggins, um, who is a tech journalist. You probably saw a bunch of her pieces on the news stack. Um, and then you. So you are my three London UK people. <laughs> Very exciting. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. And we share a South American connection as well, right? <laughs> yes. You are from Brazil, right? Yes. Yes. Peru here. <laughs> Yay. Home of the llamas. <laughs> we love llamas. We love them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You have the awesome mug. Yeah. I, I was saying, uh, I was I was telling you earlier before we started recording that llamas and capybaras are like my two favorite animals in the world. So um, <laughs> I always get excited when I see either one of them. <laughs> Cool. Well, let's start with the lightning round questions. Are you ready? Yes, I'm okay. ready. <laughs> okay. Are you left-handed or right-handed? Um, right. <laughs> okay. Um, do you prefer iPhone or Android? iPhone. Okay. Do you prefer to use Mac, Linux, or Windows? Linux. <laughs> I love Linux. All right. <laughs> Hardcore. I love it. <laughs> Um, what is your favorite programming language? Okay, there are many now. My favorite right now, I can say that is Rust. Very cool, very cool. <laughs> um, I hear that it's like, it's great, but also very complicated to get into. Yes, I mean, I don't code uh, like a deep programming. I am just starting, just learning, but I was fascinated for what you can oh, do. Oh, cool. Um, I'm curious, as as a sidebar, um, how what what got you interested in learning Rust? Um, because how you can easily integrate with other uh, technologies, for example, with Docker. I was trying to uh -huh. play. I, I was able to uh -huh. do something fast <laughs> with Rust. Yeah, and using ChatGPT is also a great tool to learn, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Okay. Um, next question. Do you prefer dev or ops? Hard question here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I prefer ops. Okay, cool. Next one. Do you like JSON or YAML better? YAML. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on YAML. I feel that I can read it uh friendly <laughs> yes yeah that's my thing with yaml too i think it's easier to read <laughs> okay next one maybe controversial spaces or tabs which one do you like better spaces or tabs i use i use spaces all right yeah do um 
Okay, so I used to be a big fan of tabs, but then I started using spaces, like especially when working with YAML because it felt a little bit more organic for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I used to be like very adamant, like, no, it's got to be tabs. But now I'm like, I'm open. <laughs> but right now I'm I'm down for spaces. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. You have to <laughs> also, like, kudos to you for like turning the question back on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was, thinking, do you like your sounds right now? But I am curious about you too. Why you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very awesome. Okay. Two more questions. Um, do you prefer to consume content through video or text? Okay. I love videos. <laughs> Even there's I I have a hard moments reading a lot of text. I'm yeah. I but videos is more easy for me to consume. For you, I can imagine that too because you do videos a lot also, right? No, it's mostly text for me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny, though. I was talking to my dad yesterday. So my dad does not, he, he was like, I do not like podcasts. I'm like, but my podcast is on video, too. And he's like, it's just boring to see people's heads on video. But he's he's more of a video guy because he likes the visual yeah stuff um he refuses to do podcasts and my daughter loves 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 videos like she's always yes. like learning things <laughs> on like on on instagram or like youtube <laughs> so yeah yeah and you have a lot of uh post to post the articles right right yeah 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 i i definitely like i prefer writing i think i've embraced yeah. video a little bit more like i used to be very scared of editing video and i feel like nowadays the tools have made it easier to do video edits so that it looks like I'm not fumbling around. So um, I, I feel a lot more comfortable doing video editing um, compared to like 10 years ago when yeah. it felt impossibly hard. <laughs> Similar to me with, uh, with uh, writing. I feel mm. really hard writing. Long time ago, I was not able to write a single article. It take me too long to write. <laughs> but now I feel I'm more comfortable because I am trying to do constantly <laughs> oh that's awesome yay i love to hear stuff like that okay <laughs> final question um what is your superpower patience patience, patience. i love it yeah you um oh geez um my superpower I think I'm really good at connecting people together. Um, I have like, I find myself in situations where like I'll have a conversation with someone and then they'll ask me a question. I'm like, I know a person that you can talk to. No, wow. um, yeah. You yeah. can remember you have, a, you have a lot in your, a lot of people in your mind. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I at least remember, remember um, people who should be talking to each other. <laughs> That's a superpower. Yeah. Superpower. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that was it for the lightning round questions. You survived. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so now for the fun stuff. So um, we, uh, as I mentioned before, we got connected uh, through Abby. And then um, it turns out we have like another connection in common, which is we're both um, CNCF ambassadors um, from the spring 2023 uh, group. So very exciting. Um, I guess our, our 
first year of ambassadorship is is coming to a close, um, and will be. Um, I guess they're they're renewing applications end of uh, end of this month. So, my question to you is like, how has it been? Um, how has it been this last like almost year as a as a CNCF ambassador? Yes, almost a year because we started at March. I think the last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I was here in London too. Then I go back to Peru and. How I feel this this year, yeah, being CNCF ambassador. Um, I think it's it doesn't cost to me too much. Make things for uh, for being ambassador because I I was in the category. If you see, there are several categories, right? Yeah. If you run events, so you go many. You can choose whatever you want. I choose the part of uh, content creations which I love. So when I inspire it, I just create a video, I just make a flyer or a PDF, anything, which I do in my free time. And I love it because editing videos and making that things require a lot of patience. <laughs> and you know, that's yes, that, there's the superpower. <laughs> that's my superpower. And I can do it. I can do that. And it's easy. And I feel, I feel really excited. I feel like I'm going to apply again uh, for, nice. for this year. Yeah, but this, uh, the last months, I was uh, not just involving in content creation. I was also involving in um, organizing events. We are organizing Kubernetes Community Days. Lima, Peru is the first, uh, first time we are running this event in, in Ooh, Peru with other nice. members of the community. And um, also being members of um, CNCF, uh, no, no, CFP. Proposals reviewers, reviewers, for example. I was involved yeah. in many other things, not just yeah. content creation. And yeah. a lot of things to learn, a lot of things that I I never did in the past, but I never thought to do it, but I am doing yeah. it. Wow, this is amazing. This is it's hard sometimes because it costs to learn, but it's very, very interesting. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And you know, I I I have to say, like. I really enjoyed being a CNCF ambassador because of the different opportunities that it's opened up, um, like just making new connections and being given opportunities to review CFPs and being given like speaking opportunities that you necessarily wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, I feel I feel in the same way. Um, just to tell you that the first uh, the first trip that I did in my life outside Peru was. Uh, for CNCF because I won a scholarship. So I didn't speak English, just my name. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> and I got to, to Seattle and, and saw a different experience. Just being in the Quebecom at Seattle, it was just amazing. And things that made me think, wow, there is doors here that I should start to open. It's here, I should go. I saw a lot of opportunities. And since then, I go to that side of CNCF and all those communities, uh, my career just start to grow up. Yeah, grow up, grow up. Uh, still, still doing that. I think the support for women in tech is also very valuable, what we are doing as a community. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do want to go back to like, you know, your, your earlier comment on, on like, you know, your first trip out of Peru was, was uh, and, and you said it was, um, uh, you didn't you didn't know English at the time. Um, how long ago was that? Um, 20, I'm sorry, it was 2018, 
2018. Yes. I mean, I study English. Yes, I talk basic English, but yeah. when you are outside, you it's different. It's if, different. Yeah, yeah. No, my my. It's so true. It's so true. It, well, because it's it's the slang, it's the technical terms. Yes. Um, it, it's funny because I was thinking about like, as as you mentioned, I'm from Brazil, um, but I I grew up most of like. I've been in Canada since I was 10. I've been in Canada for like almost 35 years. Um, so, you know, I am bilingual. I'm even trilingual. I speak French too. Um, but my, I, I have to say my Portuguese has degraded in the time that I've been here, even though like I speak to my parents in Portuguese, but like I lack some of the technical terminology and and I even lack some of the slang so I actually started joining um like following people on Instagram like for Portuguese uh Portuguese <laughs> language school so that I could like up my game to like just get get back into like some of the slang terms and and just be a little bit more conversational than than mm -hmm. I am because I've I've lost some of that from from not being around like that many Portuguese speakers yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand that. I have been here uh, speaking English not lo not too long time, but I already start to forgetting how to write things in, in Spanish. And um, I brought it wrong. And my father is always correct me. Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> I know my dad's always correcting me as well because sometimes I'll like do a translation, what seems to be a direct translation of the English word to Portuguese, and he's like, "Yeah, that's not." the same word it means something totally different I'm like oh my god yes. <laughs> and then I feel so embarrassed I'm like oh. <laughs> me. you are not alone <laughs> but then I, I remember something that I've read like you know being able to speak more than one language and 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 making the effort to converse in more than one language is putting yourself out there it, it's a sign of bravery because like holy crap it is so scary to, to like attempt to communicate in a language that you're not necessarily familiar with or like super comfortable um, speaking in. Like it, before we met today for to record this, I recorded a podcast episode in Portuguese mm -hmm. and it was my second time recording a podcast episode in Portuguese. Yeah. And I was like, I was so scared because I'm like, I don't know technical terminology in Portuguese. And so like some of the advice that I got from a few of my Brazilian friends who, who live here in, in, mm -hmm. in Toronto, they're like, don't worry. If you don't know the word, just use the English word, but give it a bit of a Portuguese accent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know, even though like something like that completely scared the shit out of me at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to force myself to do this because the more I do it, the more comfortable I will get. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why we are like that. I mean, we are really afraid what we jump. Know, right? <laughs> we jump and we start to doing. Then it passed and we said, we did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But before that, you start to feel like the fear, like, uh, the, the, the hands start to with everything that the scary moment then you just go but then you jump to another thing to start yes. to jump to a ring and another ring <laughs> it's like there's emotions <laughs> it never exactly <laughs> exactly it, it actually reminds me of like I was having this conversation last week where with someone where I'm like oh my god um when I first learned about cloud 
and cloud native, I'm like, it's this terrifying, scary thing. So I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't know. I don't think I can do it. And then, and then I, I did like my first thing in the cloud and I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was was okay. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't scary. You are complete. Nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird how, how we can be afraid of things that, also involve human beings, right? Like communications, like speaking. We are afraid. Uh, I don't know what we we are afraid. What is the fear that we feel um, to to be exposed to to see that others look at look at us and we are trying to embarrass? I think we all are humans, and and we all have these mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we judge ourselves a lot more than others judge yes. us. Because, like when I'm having a conversation with someone in, in, in Portuguese, especially like with my family in Brazil, and thankfully I have, you know, Google translate to help me when I'm on WhatsApp, but I'm like, oh my God, they're going to look at me and they're going to like make fun of my grammar or whatever, or use the wrong word. But then like, I also have to remind myself, they have better things to do than to nitpick on your grammar. Like yeah. they have their own lives. Get over yourself. It's not all about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, okay, so I want to switch gears again and talk a little bit about um, your career, like how you got into, um, and and I know like you do a lot of work um, around Kubernetes and containers. Like, what got you in it? Yeah. Um, okay. I was in the field of tech for almost 10 years, I, I can say. Um, I worked as a DevOps, also as a developer for big companies in Peru, for, for companies where I started from scratch things. It was really hard. For example, when DevOps was not a um, tendence, big tendence right now, we are starting from scratch. I started from scratch alone, um, trying to start servers, make all that stuff was really hard, but challenging. And uh, after that, um, I decided to quit my job in 2018, I think, 2019, yeah, Uh, because of uh, healthy problems, uh, emotional problems, healthy problems, back problems, and with family problems, everything, like when you have one and everything starts to make a big thing. (laughs) And I decided to take a, a moment. I take two years. <laughs> I never thought it would be t- take me too much, but I took two years. Okay, but these two years was really amazing for me. It uh, it was amazing because I gave me this time to know me better, thing that I never did in the past because I was always running, 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 pissing the the car. I don't know how to say the accelerator of the car and yeah. trying to yes in that life. But then when everything happened, I just no plan, nothing for that future, for the future. Just that. Just myself, my thoughts and my body. <laughs> and thinking what I what made me happy? What will make me happy for the future? It's uh, how I invest the time in two years. So not just thinking, but also doing because I wanted to improve English. I wanted to improve also my technical skills and I realized that tech make me happy <laughs> it's one Aww. of the things that also make me happy okay i'm also a geek i love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> between several things text also make, make me happy 
And I start to improve my skills. I start, I start to learning English, which was really challenging for me. Now I can communicate uh, who I want. I think I need to improve, but it's good for me. <laughs> so I started um, to apply for jobs uh, after having a, a internship in Aurechi. Did you hear about Aurechi? Yes, yes, I have heard of it. Yes. For, for, for folks who have not heard of Outreachy. Um, yeah, yeah Outreachy is a program, open source program. In three months, you can have a mentor. It is also paid, so you learn a lot of things because you put your hands in real open source projects. I put my hands in Apache Airflow, where I start to code, I start to make things that I had never thought to do it. It was really amazing. And I also... I wasn't with OIO, but they gave me a pay, so it was enough to me to survive and to learn English and improve some, te- some soft skills and also technical skills. Then I started to apply a job. I set a goal for me, for myself, to apply for an international company uh-huh. so where I can speak English, have that opportunity to speak English. So apply maybe to 200 or jobs in two months. I apply the most I can. Oh wow! Sweden, Germany, as USA, I send my my CVs a lot. So Damn. one of the companies was Percona, and after um, the process and everything, I was hired hired by Percona, and now I'm working as a technology evangelist uh, in Percona, which is an open source uh, um, open source company too. That's so cool. And I, I have to say, like, it so resonated with me when you said that, you know, as part of your 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 time of like, you know, really like digging into who you are and what you love, that you decided that you love tech. Um, because I, I felt like I went through a similar thing in my career as well. Um, I had I had quit. Um, I was working at a bank and I had quit my job at the bank to become a professional full time photographer. Um, and I, I I was like, this is it. I'm done. I don't want to work in tech. I want to do photography. This is my passion. And I did it for a year. And then I came to this moment in my life where I was like, so, you know, like it's, it's really hard. And if I want to work, if I really want to make this work, I can probably like, you know, give it a, another year or two and probably finally start seeing growth. Cause at the time it was like, I wasn't really right. But then I thought, but do I want to invest this extra time to grow my photography business? What do I actually like doing? And then I realized I had more fun tinkering around, like doing my newsletters and tinkering around with my website. And like, I, I was using um, WordPress and I bought this like plugin that wasn't working. And I'm like, let's go into the PHP code to see what's wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I think I like that more. So I ended up like, I'm like, you know what? I, I want to go back to tech. <laughs> and it was <laughs> it took a year of me not being in tech to realize that I actually enjoyed tech. So um yes. anyway, yeah, your your story so much resonated um yes. with me and I think it's so awesome and so important to take the time in our careers to like figure mm-hmm. out what makes us happy because I don't know, we're at work for like most of our lives and it better be something that we enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's different and it's unique history history i can say yours for example is totally different than mine but it's very unique it has mm-hmm. has the meaning for you 
And that is the, the good thing, the very important thing that maybe nobody's going to understand, but we are going to understand, right? Yeah. We are, we are the only one who understand that special moment. <laughs> yes, it's so true. Very deep thoughts. I love it. <laughs> so philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> so great um the other thing i wanted to ask you about because uh you, you like how did, how did you get into um into doing like kubernetes work um kubernetes in, in peru we started to hear about docker for example mm-hmm. we started to see the whale everywhere <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like the doll i what is the doll and that was the curiosity the doll mm. grip the terminal, the terminal to Docker and containers and all that stuff. The same, I think, happened with Kubernetes. We was we in Peru, we we were started to listen about Kubernetes as a technology, as a standard, as things, but just listening, uh-huh. not doing things. So I started to follow what is this uh, this Kubernetes thing that people talk, and I start to follow people on social media, like Lisa Rice, for example, the first person people that I was following was Kelsey. You interview Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey, Liz, this big thing, big, big people there. So I was really fascinated for the keynotes that they did. So I started to investigate about uh, Cubico and it's how I got the scholarship to go. And when once I got there, I see, wow, Kubernetes is the thing. <laughs> so I started doing some demos at home with Google Cloud because I had free credit. So I start to play because it's what I want to, I, I love to do, to play with mm-hmm. technology, do it, destroy it, create it, destroy it. Yes. Mac, Linux, Windows, destroy it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, but I, I feel it. I found it funny, funny or yes. Uh, funny, enjoyable. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what, yeah. what is the word. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fun. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome um so uh yeah it, it, it it's so cool and and i especially love what you said about like creating and destroying and i think that's honestly some of the most fun stuff about like playing with kubernetes clusters is like you do a bunch of stuff you mess it up okay time to start over again <laughs> yeah. we are not in production so yeah you can destroy it right <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't do that with your production cluster. <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned like uh, playing around with Google Cloud. Um, have you um, uh, played around with any other cloud providers? Yes, I had the opportunity to play with uh, Red Hat, with um, Amazon, with Google Cloud and Azure. Yeah. Cool. And which which one's your favorite of the ones you've played with? <laughs> Google is my favorite. I don't know. I feel like interface the the graphical user interface was more for me easy to to do it, easy to create, to understand for me. I feel that in that in that time, I feel that Amazon has a lot of things maybe that I didn't I didn't get too much distracted. But anyway, I use in the same time the three cloud providers. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so switching gears a bit, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of uh, like your your community work. Um, thank you for the question. <laughs> and uh, community, I started in community participating as all as all of us just going to the events and see 
people talking and what, <laughs> right? But then I say, okay, uh, there is another weight because you are in the certain le level, I can say, you advance a little bit in your career. And you say, okay, there is people who did a lot for you. They give mm -hmm. time, they prepare, so you learn. So let's make it something for that too. And it's the mindset of the community, right? Get back, that kind of things. So now uh, we started with uh, creating communities. I say we because I, it's not just me. It's, we always work with people in communities. And we created communities in the city where I was living. There was, mm -hmm. in the city where I was living, lacks of community techs. Ayacucho, Peru, uh, there is no much communities in tech. So it's where I wanted to start. I'm going mm -hmm. to create communities with, with many people. So Docker was one of the, the companies that helped me to make it with sponsoring, sponsoring some events. So we start to create events for per year. For example, we celebrate the anniversary of Docker, Birdai, the 10th anniversary, which was very, very a lot of people going to that event and they are learning about the technology. And that is one of the words that uh, we are working um, until now. I like of that and I feel proud about that because we are doing something small, but maybe could be impactful for and give this opportunity to people that don't have the opportunity to, to make in that city without leaving the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is one of the things that we, we are doing. And the other is um, CNCF. <laughs> yeah. I love I love this. So we had this big opportunity also because CNCF sponsored it. Um, we have all the support of CNCF to make it possible, like Kubernetes Community Days, in, in my country, in Peru. So we, as a, as a team, because we are several people working in that, uh, we are creating this community for, that, for this year, for July. So I hope we can see it <laughs> and we can repeat it over the year. So this will be impact also and generate more opportunities for people in, in our country. That's so amazing. Um, now, how like how much work goes into putting together a Kubernetes community day? But actually, before I get you to answer that, maybe it would be helpful um, to to explain to to our audience like what's um, what is a Kubernetes community day? Like, what's what's the purpose of of having something like that? Yeah, these are spaces where we give people people had opportunity to share about the expertise they have about the Kubernetes and the CNCF ecosystem mm -hmm. that exists. So a Kubernetes Community Days is an event, could be in person, online, or both, two mm -hmm. days or one day. Uh, we, we choose that. And uh, where several experts or people who want to share about this, uh, about the ecosystem of Kubernetes, go and start to talk about that. Could be not just talk, could be workshop, could be several things, lightning talks, yeah. open open forums, things like that. And sometimes it's free, sometimes it requires some payment. It depends on the organization. Okay. But it's a big opportunity to join a lot of experts and beginners, enthusiasts, members of communities between all this, uh, this uh, ecosystem, <laughs> Kubernetes ecosystem. That's amazing. So it's it's basically like a little like mini conference. Yeah. If we see is it, is, is it mini though? It sounds like it's not it, mini. It sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> we compare it with uh, Cubicon, could be mini, 
But uh-huh. to be honest, it's not like to Vini. What not Nini? Like I saw five hundred people in some of the Kyoradas communities in Europe. I think. Holy I'm cow! Damn. <laughs> we are targeting in Peru for the Kyoradas communities. Peru. We are targeting also five hundred people. Yeah, attendees. Amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. And so, like for for organizing um, uh, Kubernetes Community Day or KCD. Um, it, what type of support do you get from the uh, from the CNCF? Like as a as a CNCF ambassador, I would imagine that you get some some a little extra boost of support from from the CNCF. Um, so if you could talk a little bit about that, yeah. <clears throat> what we have is uh, support from members of the CNCF, mm-hmm. uh, people who work there. So they help us to organize, and we have uh, like meetings, synchronization meetings. Uh, sometimes to see how is our progress. Also, they try to support us the most they can, for example, providing us the logos and designer people who can also help us. They also assign a budget for coupons, courses, courses coupons, and um, some budget. I don't remember the, the amount of the budget to start the event that will help us for some to pay some some things and <clears throat> what more um i think they also have uh, i'm not sure about that that uh, but they give the opportunity also to travel to the kubecom i think but maybe i am wrong i'm not sure about that but i think there is many opportunities once you are in the ecosystem and once you are doing things there are many opportunities. Networking is also a big opportunity because yeah. you're having an event, you can contact with several, pe- several people who also are organizing. This is my first uh, time organizing, so I don't have precise, uh, precise uh, mm, response of how much that will take me because it's yeah. the first time that I am running it. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Cool. And, and does, so does the um, CNCF provide then like the, the funding, the overall funding for running a KCD or do you like also like, um, do they provide some funding? Do you need like sponsorships? Like how does that work? Yeah, uh, we need a sponsorship. Uh, each uh, each uh, team try to find a sponsorship in the country or outside the country. So mm-hmm. uh, with that budget is how they destinate how many attendees we will have and how we are going to assign it. Um, in some cases, this is free and the budget mm-hmm. that you need is uh, maybe less, mm-hmm. uh, right? It depends, to be honest, of the country mm-hmm. and of the city of the country because mm-hmm. the Kubernetes community is now is for city. So let's give the opportunity to, to have more <laughs> in, a, in a country. Cool, you, that's awesome. Are you... Did you think uh, to organize an event? Did you think to participate? Or... So I'm actually helping to organize um, an event in Toronto called Cube Huddle, um, yeah. which is yeah. like um, I, I think there was I think the first Cube Huddle took place in the UK. I want to say um, a few years ago, and then there was a Cube Huddle in Toronto last year that I, I attended as a as a speaker. So then. Um, uh, the the organizer of, of Cube Huddle, Marino, um, he asked me at the end of last one, he's like, do you want to help organize the 2024 one? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I'm um, I, I am involved in that. So uh, I because I have so many things on my plate, like you know, I, I'm I'm trying to take on what I can without being overwhelmed, but still making sure that I I, I help out. Um, so this is yeah. So this is my my first experience with that and the cube huddles taking place on may the 7th in in toronto so uh this year it's going to be a one-day conference last year was a two-day conference mm -hmm. um this year it's a one-day single track conference so yeah very exciting so is um uh, is kcd um peru is it going to be um uh is, is it a one-day or two-day conference one-day conference one day yes. and it's, it's is it multiple tracks or is it single track Multiple. We are thinking multiple. to multiple. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Very exciting. I'm. I'm. I'm super stoked for. Uh, for you. Um. I. I hope it. It all goes well. Um. Now we are coming up on time, but before we finish off, do you have any um parting words of wisdom for our audience? If I can say something, it's um, enjoy life. <laughs> I love that. That Open is perfect. Window, see the sun, look at that, and enjoy it. It's very nice sometimes. If you have some. <laughs> Except <laughs> on cold days. <laughs> it's really cold. There is no sun. But I, don't, I don't know. What, what's the temperature like in London today? Because here it's a, it's a warm minus four Celsius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> today. There was a sun. But once you put the finger outside, it's freezing. You know? <laughs> really, it's so cold outside, but the sun was there, lining. Oh, I mean, that, that makes it better. Yesterday, it was like minus 15 in Toronto. And I like wow. I went for a walk and I had to go into different stores to warm up so I didn't freeze. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but yes, yes, I absolutely love your your parting words of wisdom. I think I I think we need to like we get so caught up in in our work lives um, that we forget to also just take a break, reset, enjoy life, enjoy the non work time. <laughs> well, this yeah. was awesome. Thank you so much, Edith, for geeking out with me today. Y'all don't forget to subscribe and be sure to check the show notes for additional resources and to connect with us and our guests on social media until next time base out and geek out geeking out is hosted and produced by me adriana Villela. i also compose and perform the theme music on my trusty clarinet geeking out is also produced by my daughter hannah maxwell who incidentally designed all of the cool graphics be sure to follow us on all the socials by going to bento.me slash geeking out. <laughs>